I was at the Coliseum. Yeah. Um, I mean, these two Americans, probably like six, 50, 60, uh, husband and wife. Obviously, I spotted them because I can hear them coming and going. Yeah, you hear them before you see them. So I look because I'm curious. And the brother is wearing a never forget 9-11 shirt. <laughs> Welcome back to Critical Banter. This is the podcast where we take the very best bits from your favorite late night shows and package them into one single podcast. On this week's audio only episode, we have the log and we have hood talk and we have no games and you'll figure out why soon. But before that, for the log to wrap the week is me and Miguel. We have Senny. Hello. And we have Sen. That's it. That's it. Uh... Seems to be a common th- occurrence these days. Tendus is lacking. It yeah. is. I think we need to be, you know, our principal back in high school and crack the whip a little. I think something tells me from next week onwards, everyone will be here. I'd like to think so. I think there's a something tell me. I don't know. Uh, maybe we know what that something is. Maybe. And we might talk about it soon, but let's just say where everyone is. So Ro is currently in New Zealand. New Zealand. We actually briefly, so I don't know, listeners might remember last year, Ro was meant to go to New Zealand and we called him from New Zealand, remember? Did we? Yeah, we called him and we're like, oh, what are you doing in New Zealand? And then turns out he actually got COVID uh, the day of facts. his flight to New Zealand and he was actually at home isolating. This is when he threatened to go on the plane with COVID. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He so he t- went, that was when he went to the airport knowing he had COVID to get his refund. And then they wouldn't refund him at first. So he decided, you know what? I'm throwing them. I'm going to hop on the plane. And if he... Don't give my refund. I'm going on that plane. And giving everyone COVID. Biohazard. So yeah, he, he obviously didn't go last year. And so this is his makeup trip for it. He got a refund and he's using it now. He's using it now. So fair play. He'll be back next week though. Um, and Kush. Speaking, speaking of illness. Speaking of COVID. <laughs> well, we get a message, I think two days ago saying, boys, I'm a maybe for this weekend. I've got the flu. And you, you quickly responded saying, hope you feel better. I was going to respond, mate, is it the flu or is it COVID? <laughs> Because Kush famously says that he's never gotten COVID. Even though he's gotten the flu, the cold, God knows what, <laughs> he's multiple gone, times. He's gotten everything that sounds a lot like COVID multiple times in the last three years. And no, remember when, it, so he, I, remember, I think it was like start of last year. And I, we've spoken about this before on the podcast when we were playing games with Kush and Kush sounded like he was on death's door. Oh yeah, we were playing like COD or something. And he was like coughing up a storm. He sounded quite phlegmy. And we're like, oh, mate, you're all right. Have you got COVID? And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, it's just a cold. And then there was a silence. And he's like, but everyone else in my family has COVID. <laughs> <laughs> but I've tested, bro. But I've, I've tested. tested. <laughs> I've tested. Yeah, right, right, right. So anyway, yes, Kush is unwell, hopefully. Should we touch upon why, hopefully Kush gets better soon. Should we touch upon why we're audio only this week? And maybe listeners might tell our audio might sound a bit crisper this week. Or maybe. <laughs> Sounds worse. Worse. <laughs> maybe we've done this incorrectly. But yeah, we- we are going through a bit of a change. We're going through some renovations, some house renos. The the podcast is going through puberty. Exactly. It's experiencing some upgrades, if you will. You know, the voice is a bit getting deeper. <laughs> yeah, the voice is getting deeper. The hair in the chest. There's some cosmetic changes as well. So, Absolutely. Uh, so we are, I don't know how much we want to give away now. We won't give away too much. Work in progress. Work in progress, but we are making some changes to the studio. We'll, um, give exci- you, we'll give you a hint, you know, the microphones, we've touched we've touched upon it. They're different. The microphones are different and better. Against, you know, we'll go under the covers here. Against Kush's will. 
Was it against Cushersville? He said not to use it until he sound checks it. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have our old mics that are currently sitting next to Manu in a pile. And then we have the brand spack and new mics that we we pulled out, we unboxed them. Um, and they came in like a leather pouch. So that should tell you how bougie these mics are. And they weigh like a kilo or something. Man. Oh yeah, legit. I, I was saying they're like in the shape of a lightsaber. Like these are like proper, like when you're watching like, I don't know, like Logan Paul's podcast or any of the big ones, right? These are the mics that any they Any podcasts use. with money? Yeah, 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 exactly. We're now part of it. We, <laughs> we've got that old money now. <laughs> We're on that, what is it? Roadcaster Procaster. Yeah, the Procaster. So yeah, but Kush specifically told us this morning. You know, our Roadcaster, a lot of road. We're not sponsored, but- you know, We should if anyone, be. If anyone knows anyone on a road, let us know. But our, our Roadcaster is currently tuned to the, to the ATRs, our yeah. old microphones. So right now the settings are not optimal, but we will make do. We- the labor of setting up the rest of the room. Yeah. Blood, sweat, and tears. We deserve, you know, a little sun and yeah, we deserve exactly. the new mics. Um, so that's on the audio front. In terms of the actual feng shui of the studio, I'm just going to say that if listeners have watched our YouTube or seen us on TikTok, you would remember what the layout is. It's a nice, beautiful table. And I'm within licking distance of <laughs> Miguel to my right and across from me, uh, Ro. Right now, I'm just going to say this is the first time in three years where I can't lick Miguel. <laughs> this is the physically the furthest apart on the podcast it's I've been to Miguel. Shame. It's a shame. In a long time. So we are socially distant. We are actually very socially distant so right if now. If Cushy was here with his COVID, he'd still be compliant. Yeah, actually, that is true. That is very true. So that should give you a hint of maybe what the layout could be looking at right now. You'll see it in the next few weeks. See it in the next few weeks. Um, lots been happening this week. Not for me personally. It's been a pretty <laughs> quiet week, I will say. Just getting back into the swing of work. I will are you, say- are you, are you still taking your like multiple hour naps? <laughs> after work, of course. After work, exactly. Yeah. After work, after work. Uh, well, no. turned down to you know, 10, 15 minutes. Actually, I did go to the office on Tuesday and dude, by four o'clock, man, I was, it was really starting to hit me. And like by four, like all the cafe, firstly, annoying thing. Well, we'll in Hood Talk, we'll talk more about Europe. But in, in Sydney at four o'clock, all the cafes are closed. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Closed by like 2.30. Yeah. After 30, lunch yeah, yeah. service, literally. Done. Three o'clock, like they, they all shut their doors. So if by four o'clock when I'm like literally, like the, uh, the sleep is hitting my, I can feel my eyes closing at my desk. There's nowhere to get a coffee from. I have to drink the Nescafe Blend 43 in the office. You don't even have a machine. So my last office, we had, we had like the top tier machine where, and I think you might've had that at your last office as well, where- The touch screen? The touch screen and you can like, just at a touch of a button, you can get like a mocha, cappuccino. I've got that at my current Flat place. white. You had that at the current yeah. yeah, so I had that at my last place and you could choose even skim milk, stuff like that, oh, like hot class. chocolate, that's chai. That machine was that machine was working overtime. I got to say, that was the hardest working machine in that office. At my new place, don't have it. We've got the old school, just Blend 43. Blend 43, bit of, what is it? What's the T brand? Dilma. No, Dilma? Uh, T2, T2. You got, T, you got T2? No, actually we, we have Lipton. Lipton. My so last place had T2 as well. You got the milk in the fridge. Milk in the fridge. It's that kind of thing. But we do, to make our front, we have our own cafe in the building, but similar thing. 3 p.m. bro, they're, they're up, uh, shutting up shop and they're Send gone. A little email. A little, is there a suggestion box? Gee, I would Pop dare not suggest this. <laughs> Increase efficiency, the workplace, you know? Maybe. So yes, yeah, so I, I was, yeah. So no, to get back to the point, I was, I was starting to feel very, very tired. That normally hits me at 1.30 in the office. That's because really? I get a big lunch most of the time <laughs> and I'm just drowsy. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I do enough work to warrant being tired. Neither do I. It's just the. It's the again. My stomach is doing overtime. What's your What's your go to lunch at work? Um, now there's a there's a nice little sandwich place. What's South Dowling sandwiches? I don't know if you've heard of it, dude. I've been meaning to try that. Yeah, I saw that open yeah, recently. They're, they're big boys. It's like a five, 10 minute walk from my office. They're really re- big and they're like full of, it's like chicken schnitzel and like- Have you tried the other sandwich purses in, in the city? So like the other, I'll name the other ones. The other big one is Nort's. No, I have not. So Nort's is one near like Clarence Street and there's one like down towards Circular Quay. And then the other one is the Brooklyn Bridge Deli. I haven't, I've seen that. I haven't tried that. So I've tried both of those. Thoughts? Not bad. I will say not bad. Um, It depends on which sandwich you get. So like they, they have like a, they both have like a hot, Chicken Nashville style yeah. chicken tender burger, pretty Bucks. good. It's like it's fat. It's like Bucks. a fucking. Yeah. It's a thick ass burger, and it's 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 one of those ones where if you have it, it's a siesta time. You're, like you're getting nothing else from me for you're the rest done. of the day. Yeah, fair. So like, it's a bit extra. I think it's like 12, 20, 12, 50, maybe fifteen bucks for a combo. That's not but bad. it's it's filling. It's so filling. So I'm keen to try the South Darling. What did you order? I got like there's like a, uh, the, the names are like people's names like. You order the uh, scent, you order the, so I, for, I forgot which so one. It's like um, Milky, Milky Lane, where it's like the Biggie Small. Nah, it's a bit more respectful. That. It's like, you know, Eastern suburb white people names. So I probably got like the Harvey or something, the John. Oh, these are, oh so they're not named after celebrities no, or anything. Just it's names. just names. Okay. And my one had, what did it have? It had chicken schnitzel. That's good. Bit of cheese. Bit of- Like spicy or? Spicy, I think there was, oh no, mine wasn't spicy. Okay. I think there was like a herb mayo. Um, there was boccacini, avocado. Yeah. Um, I think you could have added bacon by opted oh, not to. Oh, I would definitely but be adding the bacon. Slapped, it slapped big time. Did they? Do they have like the pastrami like sandwiches and all that? Uh, I think they did, but most of their sandwiches are like sh- chicken schnitzel based. Most oh, of them. okay, right, yeah. okay. But I, they, I think they had pastrami tub. But as soon as I saw you know schnitty, schnitty sandwich, yeah, I'm like, you yeah, know what, no. this is me. Yeah, no, it's calling my number. I, uh, I wasn't the biggest pastrami fan, but I got one from the Brooklyn Bridge Deli once. And it came with like a spicy mustard as well. Oh, hits. That one was delightful. But again, they, I swear to God, like listeners, I'm putting up on my fingers. They're like maybe 10 centimeters thick. It's maybe like the ones more. you see on like TikTok and Instagram where it's yeah, like, like fucking like, massive. Like, like your jaw pack, can barely. Your jaw can barely, exactly. Yeah. And it's like like a full like slice of toast, like bread on each yeah, side. So fair. it's massive. That's fair. Um. No, my go-to recently has been, they've opened up a Guzman GYG. Yeah. So for our non-Australian listeners, it's a- Chipotle-esque. Yeah, it's our version of Chipotle um, named Guzman Y Gomez. And it's, those are apparently two made up people is what I've learned recently. There's no Guzman or there's no There Gomez. is neither a Guzman nor Gomez. It was made by two American blokes yeah, fair. who live in Bondi. There were two um, investment bankers who came and moved to Sydney and they realized there's no good Mexican food here. So Gap they started- in the market, I respect it. And now they're fucking everywhere. At least in Sydney, they're everywhere. Um, Fair. And yeah, so at least on the weekly, but I'm getting at least two burrito bowls a week. You're a bowl sort of guy, not a And rap. I'm on the app and the app, the way it works is if you order through the app, you get like points. So I mean, every like third week, I'm getting like a $10 voucher. <laughs> so my, every third week, I'm getting like a burrito bowl for two bucks or three bucks. Yeah, wow. You're saving $8 after you spent 150 or something. It's worth nice. it, man. It's worth nice, it. Nice, man. Anyway, so that was my week. I was in the office two days this week. And I got <laughs> two burrito bowls. <laughs> Um, but there is actually a bit happening in the world right now. The, the one I wanted to talk about was the submarine. Mm. What, what was your take on it? And I'm sure I'm not even going to try and explain to the listeners because I'm sure everyone's seen Everyone it. Knows. It dominated my Instagram fucking feed for 
and my TikTok feed for like three so what, days now. Yeah. So what happened to me during the middle of the week? My missus came, like, was we were talking, and then she just says like, "Oh, the submarine has I don't know, like twelve hours of oxygen left." And I'm like, "Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What submarine? <laughs> what are you talking about? This might tie nicely into a second topic we talk about. I get all my news from Reddit." Oh yeah, yeah. Right? We'll, we'll get and into that. We'll talk about that, but obviously information was limited. Yeah. So I wasn't really getting it. I wasn't really on TikTok during the week. Yeah. Um, my Instagram don't really check it. My reels are like football reels, so I don't really get <laughs> news and that. So my news was a bit slow. Limited. Yeah. And I think I didn't go to the office and shit. So like I'm like a hermit at home. Yeah. So I didn't hear anything, and I look it up, and then start to figure out more. See memes about what is this made with a. Game Boy controller or something? SNES controller? It was a Logitech controller. Not even a PS5? Not even a PS5. Yeah, so- I it, saw that and then, yeah, as, it, as as I start to learn, the oxygen started to deplete. <laughs> and by the time I figured out what was going on, I saw the Twitter account that was updating how much oxygen was left. And it said zero, what is it? Zero liters left or zero yeah, hours yeah, left of yeah. oxygen. And I'm like, goodbye. That'll be me done. Is it? Well- so I think it was a couple of days ago and I, I have like the ABC news app, like the Australian app. And so they give you notifications whenever something big would happen. Yeah. So I don't know, like something about Russia, Ukraine or some shit like that. And then a couple of days ago, I just get one saying a submarine has been lost near the Titanic wreckage. I was just thinking, all right, cool, bet. <laughs> what <laughs> do you want mil- me to do about it? Run of a mill news. <laughs> do you want me to like, I'm not Superman, bro. You want me to go down there and get them? <laughs> like, what do you, like, yeah. Like, so I didn't think much of it. And then suddenly, like over the next day, as I check like my Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, even Twitter as well, suddenly everyone was like invested in- yeah. I don't get why this became so, so big, big, right? Yeah. And then suddenly started to, the, the tide started to change where people were first, oh, you know, hope we find them, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure people were still thinking that. But on my feed, it was turning into, these guys are just billionaires, who cares? You know why? Like, and then apparently what happened during the week, there was like a massive boat of like maybe 500 refugees in Greece that capsized. And I think everyone died on that one, Yeah. but there was no media coverage. Oh, so er- now on, I don't know if you've seen, but like all the comments on like any of the posts and like, there's been so many posts on social media. It's like, why are you guys spending so much time covering these billionaires? What about, you know? And it becomes like that, what about is and like, why don't you guys cover yeah. these? And the idea was just that, cause they're rich. That's why everyone cares. And that's why there's so much attention about it. Yeah, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I think it's the the, uh, the sensationalism of the it's at the Titanic, you know. Well, that that, that was going to be my next thing. So, the, for firstly, everyone on this uh, submarine was stinking rich, and because it was, you had to pay two hundred and fifty G's to get a ticket for this thing. Yeah. Firstly, why would you? I mean, I personally have no interest in going down to see the Titanic. Yeah. I mean, what's there to see, bro? It's a wreckage. They're literally right after. I'm like, what is there to see? I Googled it, saw some images. And I'm like, you know what? That's me done. I've seen how it looks underwater. I'm good to go. Well, how much would you pay? Or you're, you have no interest in what's, what's, so what's the vessel? Is it the Titan? Yeah, you got to go in that little ship box. Fuck, no. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no, 250. Being, being that deep underwater scares me. I, I agree as well. Well, being, this is another conversation I had with workmates during the week. Would you rather be that deep underwater or that far in space? Space, mate, yeah. space. Yeah, I'd rather die in space than die underwater. I don't know, it's something about the water, man. It's just- It terrifies me. Terrifying, dark, unknown. Mm. Don't know what's going on, mate. Dude, if you die in space, bro, you're living on in history, bro. Yeah. I reckon these submarine guys, no offense to them, you know, all due respect, but I'm gonna forget about them in a few months. Exactly, and then as well, the vessel itself, the view's not great. 
There's like little window. Yeah, dude. There's one little window you can see. Apparently, I don't, um, I'm, you might have to correct me here, but what I saw is like, you watch off a screen as well in there? Or do you see actually see out the window? I thought it was a window, but again, I could be wrong. But for 250 other. Gs, dude, Leo want, DiCaprio better come than, out that yeah. fucking Titanic and suck me off or something. <laughs> you need more than a little window. Yeah, exactly. And then it's so cramped that you have to, you can't even stand in this vessel. No, you can't. Yeah, you have to sit the entire time. Exactly. And it's just corners were cut. Everywhere. I think I'm, I'm low key claustrophobic as well, dude. Like that, just being in that kind of confined space for that for long. For that long, yeah. Um, And then I saw like all these things like, so James Cameron, like the director. So he's also done this Titanic thing, but like his, if you look at a picture of his, what he used to go down there versus that little Titan, like yeah. ship box, like you can see, like you said, they cut corners everywhere. And the fact they were using a Logitech remote controller. Yeah, didn't the CEO, wasn't there a quote from the CEO? He basically said like safety is a waste of money or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. And well, I mean, in the end he went down there with it. Exactly. Well, it is what it is. I feel sad. I think- it might have, I think it was the CEO's son or something. It's one of the rich people's son. Ah, okay. So, so one of the rich guys wanted to go and he's like, you know what? I'll bring my 19 year old son with me. And apparently he didn't want to go, but he didn't want to like let his dad down or something. Ah. So he just went and then that that part that's I find sad. sad. That's that is sad. sad. That's sad part. That yeah. is genuinely sad. Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, in the end, so apparently what a couple of days ago, well, not a couple of days, I think it was like two days ago, maybe they said that they, heard something under underwater. So they thought it might've been the thing imploding. So they went to go check and then they found debris. And then the Navy, the US Navy actually came out and said that literally the day it went missing, they already heard it and they knew instantly that everyone had died. But then they still spent the next two, three days trying to search. Why? I don't know. So but apparently the US Navy came out and said like, yeah, they knew instantly. It's a conspiracy theory, man. Why, why are we wasting taxpayers' money? Well, that's, that's the question, to look right? For something we know is done. Apparently one of the, um, I think one of the billionaires or something like one of their friends or something said, where's the government in all this? Like, Bro, you're rich. Go find them yourself, mate. Exactly, man. Um, did you see the other thing where the Simpsons predicted this? The Simpsons predict everything because they have a million and one episodes. <laughs> I don't believe in this anymore. You reckon it's just a numbers game? Yeah, it's you? a numbers game. You, pred- you go and predict so many things, you'll get a couple right. A broken clock is right twice a day. But you have to admit the amount of things they do get correct is scarily. How many episodes do they have then? All right, they're up to season 33 or 34 now. Let's say 22 episodes. So that's about seven, 800 episodes. And how many things have they predicted right? 10, 15? Compared to other shows though. But how many have they predicted wrong? Yeah, yeah, okay. 300, but, 400, 500. But stuff like President Trump, terrifying. That's how do they fair. get that? That's fair. This sort of thing though, I think, um, I think another show as well did this as well. I think it was Family Guy or some shit had a similar concept. I, it's not that far-fetched, like rich people doing eccentric shit. Yeah, fair. Do they predict Titanic specifically? Or do they predict they're just going to go down and- I can't remember, but it was Mr. Burns and Homer going down and they run out of oxygen. I don't think they were going to see the Titanic though. Could be wrong. I'll if have it was to Titanic, read. I'd be- a, I'd It be was a season breath. 17. I'd stop watching by that point. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that, that's the Titanic stuff. In terms of Reddit, you you briefly mentioned this. Where where do you stand on this? Because uh, for maybe our listeners who don't use Reddit, so essentially Reddit is now charging their third party apps. It's such a niche problem. <laughs> it's a niche problem, but it affects me so much. <laughs> um, they're, they're charging the third party apps that use APIs off Reddit to basically take the stuff off the red, uh, website into an app form. Yeah. And they're upping the price from, I think it used to be like, 0.001 cents per usage to like 10 or 20, like, no, I think like a hundred times, like 0.1 cents. 
per usage. So like it's a massive increase in the price. So there's th- the independent entities yep. making their own apps yep. they're, and they're able to make a profit because the API was- Very cheap. Priced respectably. Yeah. Now Reddit is overpricing it. And they're not giving the developers enough time to try and find a more efficient way. Yeah, the to- developers will essentially go bankrupt if they yep. keep running it afterwards. And the problem here is the Reddit app is so shit. It's fucking doo-doo. It's so ass. Yeah. Like I can barely use it. I use it maybe for like a couple of hours. Like when I first, like maybe five, six, no, probably eight years ago now. And it was terrible. I stand with Christian from Apollo. Yes. So the first, I remember years ago, the first one I used was Alien Blue was the first one. That was the OG one. Yeah. That was the OG one. And I forgot what happened to that. I think Reddit bought it. Oh, maybe, I don't know, maybe. So that one, when that one went by the wayside, I moved over to Apollo because that was the next big one on the iPhone, on the iOS. Apollo is even recommended by like the app store and everything. Oh, is it? Yeah. Like the app recommendations, the app source. And I have to say, Apollo, fantastic app. Class. I reckon, what's the most used app on your phone? Reddit. I think Apollo. Apollo. Apollo, right? So so basically, okay, so sorry, that's the backstory. And then- a lot of like, so a lot of people around the world use the Apollo app and other third-party apps. Cause I think it's not even just for us. I think it's also for like um, moderators. Moderators, yeah. Because you can't actually moderate properly on the app or something like that. And who the hell uses Reddit on their like desktop? Yeah, that's true. Like through the web browser, I would never, right? Uh, yeah. So, and actually just to go back a second as well, maybe for our listeners who don't know what a moderator is, moderators are, Sad losers who have too much time and they moderate forums. So they're volunteers as well. They're volunteers. So it's all unpaid. And so they, they take time out of their own day to moderate forums. And basically Reddit is just basically a whole community of different little forums. Yeah. So one forum, for example, I don't know, like the soccer subreddit might have, you know, 2 million people that use it. So they probably have like a mod team of like 20 people. So 20 people from around the world out of, take time out yeah. of their day to like basically make sure that there's no like hate speech or vulgar posts and key and stuff thing like to that. note is as well, Reddit don't actually do anything. Yeah, they don't. Like the company themselves, they don't do anything. No. They just host. So this, the, the Reddit itself is built on its communities and the people that use it. Yeah. And so, and when most people use these third party apps, the fact that they're going to kill them off is yeah. a massive deal. And then now what happened is, you know, they, um, what are they, they introduced the price increase. Yeah. Active as of I think first of July, one July, one July. So past week or so, been hearing from Christian, the creator of Apollo, He's yeah, been giving us a lowdown of what's going on, yeah, how it's unfair, all of this, all that. They're not budging on the price, yeah. And then what did Reddit do? They every subreddit, almost subreddits, are like, you know what, we want to protest, yeah. So what they did is they privated their subreddits, yeah. So you can't actually access any of the content, yeah. You can't access any of the forums, yep. And that was about. Probably 90%, 95% of Reddit. Pretty much all the subreddits that I frequented went private. You know what's funny though? Denver, the Denver Nuggets won the NBA yeah, championship yeah, yeah. <laughs> during this fucking Reddit blackout. So I can't, couldn't see anything. I had to go to NBA Circle Jerk <laughs> to see who fucking people talk about it. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, so essentially for like a couple of days last week, Reddit was essentially like useless to me. Like The only post you would see is Reddit is on a blackout. Yeah, yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. And then what, what some have done now. So some have come back and I've come back with like quirky rules and whatnot. So one of them is like the pictures subreddit. Like we're pretty, it's like one of the default ones that you sub to when you yeah. make an account. Um, they've done a rule where you can post, but you can only post pictures of like John Oliver. 
Oh, is that why I'm seeing that everywhere? So if, if you're wondering why you're seeing John Oliver a lot on the R All, it's because um, they're doing a protest. And essentially what they're trying to do is they want him to talk about it on his show to try and bring some publicity to it. Right. Yeah, so that's that's why. You, so, reckon, you reckon he's going to do it? Well, he would, but right now their show's currently on a strike because the there's like a writer's strike in America. Oh. So there's like the union of the writers' union is trying to like negotiate a new pay with like the paymasters. So their show is currently off air. What's what's live right now? Dude, Everything seems to be down. Dude, the world is in a weird place, my friend. But yeah, if if Reddit go, I'm not gonna. I actually don't know what I'm gonna do. So if Apollo come 30 June, so this episode comes out Wednesday. So come Friday, so Saturday morning when I wake up, first of July, am I gonna be able to use Apollo? No, this, he said he's gonna shut it down. It's not gonna work. Is but that my editing days over? But dare I suggest this is one of those things that yeah, people are throwing their. And they're up in arms, they're doing this, doing that, protesting. But come 1st August, everyone's just going to hop on the Reddit app. I mean, that's true. You know, I mean, come 1st July even, I'll be downloading yeah, exactly. the Reddit That's app, what I mean. It's like everyone doing this, but the, you know, Spez, yeah. the Reddit CEO, <laughs> the is he just sitting back letting this all happen, knowing that 2nd July, 99% of people that were on these third party apps are just going to be back on Reddit. I think, I, think, I think that is right. Like, let's be honest, like, Yes, you protest, but at the same time, you're not going to leave Reddit. Like he knows that yeah. people are still going to come back. He's got back. the leverage. He's got the leverage. And that's what I've seen in a lot of the subreddits. A lot of the posts are asking the community, what should we do about the blackout? Or what do you think of the blackout? Yeah. A lot of the top com comments are like, people are overestimating how important all yeah. of this is. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of comments that are like, I didn't even know third party apps exist. I didn't even know this and that. So are we a vocal minority? I think so. I mean, yeah, it's sad. Um, but I think in the end of the day, like you said, the the power is with the with the Reddit Spez. So, with Spez. So hey, might as well get used to it. Download <laughs> the Reddit app now. Thing is, right? I don't. I have an account, but I don't remember the password for it. So I don't I think I don't. My account holds no purpose. I don't comment. I don't post. I don't. I don't post, but I sometimes comment. Nah, I'm a, what do you, I'm a lurker. Are you a lurker? Yeah, I'm a lurker. What are my comments going to do? I just shit post. So like during the cricket, like if there's a cricket game on, like there'll be a live watch along the, thread, right? Yeah, the match thread. The match thread. So you just comment in there, try and roll people up, try and get some funnies out there. Uh, maybe that's what I should do. Just stir the pot, get some down votes, but just <laughs> stir the get pot a little. Get yourself banned. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm gonna have to make a new account now. Absolutely. All right, we're back with Hood Talk. Part two. So I told you some yarns from Europe last week. And due to popular demand, we're back with some more yarns. Unbelievably popular demand. I mean, few people came up to me and said the stuff about Liverpool sounded mm. sketchy. They couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe it. I remember. I just want a caveat. All right? I felt like I did Liverpool a bit dirty last week. Um, it was a very nice city. Um, just, you know, like all cities, they have their sketchy parts and they have their sketchy people. There's some good areas and there are some bad areas. Exactly. You just um, happen to be in the worst area. Exactly, exactly. We did, you know, we did go to the nice parts for a couple of hours here and there. And I have to say, it is quite nice. It is quite nice. Uh, like near the water, near the new docks, it's quite renovated. Nice like shopping centers, nice restaurants, hotels, beautiful. Liverpool is known for two things. Yeah. The football club. Yep. And the Beatles. Yep. Did you even touch a part two? Yeah, the Beatles. So we walked through like, um, there's like an area where they have like clubs and stuff, but it's not like, it's not like nightclubs. It's more like music clubs. So like there's live bands playing in every single right. club. And we walked past the Cavern Club, which is where 
the Beatles first made their like debut on stage. And they had what's his name on the drums? Uh, Pete Best. Pete Best. Pete Best was on drums. Correct. So yeah, we did dabble in a bit of the, and we walked past the Beatles Museum mm-hmm. and we saw- Go in. Well, last time I went to uh, Liverpool, like seven years ago, I did. This time, no interest, no interest. from Glade. Absolutely <laughs> no interest. I was, I was thinking, did I say his name last week? I did. You did. Um, yeah, no interest from Abbey him. Abbey Road, Strawberry Fields. So I think Abbey Road's actually in London. Is it? Yeah. The recording studio where they took oh, the not photo. The record- no, well, you walk across, that's in Liverpool. No, it's in London, dude. Oh, I'm going to fact All this. right. Let me talk while you look that up. Um, and there was another thing as well near the um, Albert Docks. There is like massive life, life-size life statues of all four, John, Paul, George, and Ringo. Um, and they're like in a walking pose. So people are just standing there like walking alongside them. So I got so a photo the docks, of that. right? Yeah. Yeah, docks. I think I've seen that. Everyone takes a photo there. Um, so yeah, we, we did we did see a bit of like the Beatles stuff, but mostly, yeah, football. And I have to say the people were nice as well. Like the, apart from the guy, little kid who tried to mug us, Everyone else there was quite friendly. So let me let me put on the record. Liverpool is a beautiful city and I highly recommend everyone should go. Love that. If you have an interest in either the football club, either Everton or Liverpool or in the Beatles. What if you don't have an interest? Yeah, look, there are many other places in the UK. That you Manchester's would... right down the road. Well, we went to, well, you know what? Let's launch into the next yarn. So Abbey Road is in London. Confirmed. Yeah, yeah. I think Strawberry Fields though. Strawberry Fields in Liverpool. In Liverpool, in Liverpool but I think it's just a park. Mm. They just made a song about it. They just made a song about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think Abbey Road. I actually think I have walked past Abbey Road in London and there are people who like try and take a photo on that yeah, crosswalk. There are people that st- like are there to take photos for you. Like that's their hustle. Oh, really? They know how to take the photo. I think you give them like a fiver or something, which is actually a lot in the UK. You give them some money, they take the photo for you, they pose. They hold the traffic for you, low key. Because ah. it's a, like it's a mo- it's a really famous album cover where they're crossing the road. Yeah, but like the road's not shut. It's like still active. It's a road. <laughs> so like you can't just go there and like take your time, or whatever. You have to like you're stopping traffic. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's a pretty popular area. Yeah, right. So it's um it's a bit. In rogue. terms of that, I actually before I get into my yarn, you know, you mentioned the people who take photos for you there. I feel like there there aren't many in Australia at least. There aren't many like tourist hustlers. Like for example, in the big one in Europe is the blokes who try and sell you the beads. Where's that? Dude, all across, I swear in Portugal, Spain. Uh, and when I went to Paris as well. I thought you were gonna say at the Eiffel Tower, there's a million people with light up fucking Eiffel Towers. Oh, really? Like no, keychains no. and shit. Oh yeah, they, they have that. No, no, they I mean, what? dude, I'm doing, and I'm gonna maybe stereotype here, but usually it's big men from Africa yeah. who are selling you beads. And basically the whole um, ploy is they'll come up to you with the beads. They'll be like, hey bro, how are ya? And then like, they'll, they'll talk to you a bit and they'll give you one of the beads. And like, it's like a bracelet sort of thing. And they'll put it on your hand and they'll tie it up. And then once you've tied it up, they'll be like, all right, give me five euros for a 10 euros. And you can't say no, cause it's on your hand already. You can't take it off. And no, or you can, but it's like, it's gonna be so awkward. Like they basically pressure you into buying it. So the idea is you don't- You can always say no. Nah, not with these fellas. That's I'll the tell message you that, bro. out there. You can always say no. And dude, they have like such gnarly tactics of trying to get you. So like you'll walk and like it was us two walking and my mate, like so glad is Asian. And so they'll see him and they'll be like, ni hao, ni hao. They did that to some, that just happened at the Palace of Versailles. I was walking with my missus. Yeah. Didn't happen to me, but there was a family behind us. Nice Filipino family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And then I think they were just walking past and then, you know, the, the, the guy on the street is like, asked him, do you want to buy this? Whatever. They said, no. And I think the family were talking amongst themselves. And then the guy just goes full into like Tagalog. 
But I forgot what he was saying. Oh, really? He was just saying like, not expensive, not expensive, like in Tagalog. That's kind of impressive. Yeah. I like that. No, so they, I like, that's different because that guy actually had a bit of ball knowledge. Mm. These guys are just yelling ni hao because they saw an Asian guy. He could have been Korean, Japanese, doesn't matter. He's yelling he out ni hao. Expected or accepted over there. Maybe, but then the, the, there was another guy who saw us and he was like, are you from China? And then my mate Glade's like, no. He's like, all right, Japan, Korea, Vietnam, India. Bro, does he look Indian to you? Do you reckon he has those languages unlock or he's just trying to build a rapport? I think he's just trying to build a rapport. No, I think I think he also even said like Senegal or some shit. Like <laughs> he, he was just- all bases. He was covering all bases. He doesn't see skin color, he was just guessing. Like they just want to take like, if you stop for a second to like try and interact, that's it. Like that's all they need. You know what happened to me? Just another tangent the other day. So I was with um, my missus family and then there were some people that flew over from Singapore. Yeah. Um, and with them, there was this cute, Cute little kid, uh, probably like seven years old. Yeah, friendliest kid, nicest kid. He like says hi to stra- like hi says hi to strangers, but like, that's but like it's nice, you know. And then you met the Dalai Lama. <laughs> no, <laughs> respectfully, I don't think so. And he like you know when you're at the playground, he like plays with other kids and stuff like that. Yeah. So the other day we we're at the playground, um, and then he he went. So it was after school, so like school kids started to come in. Yeah. And then there were these two like Asian kids, and then like he tried. He's friendly, so he goes up to him and tries to talk to him, and they weren't like really like talking because they were trying to play amongst themselves. And then he starts speaking Mandarin to them, and then the mom's like, "Oh, sorry, we only speak Japanese." Oh, so like fair play to the kid for you Dude, know that is ballsy. extending the olive branch. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. That's a bit funny. Do you know what he was trying to say in Mandarin? No, I think he's just trying to be nice because like what happened was there was those two like Japanese kids plus some other kids. Yeah. And then he's full like, oh, hey guys, we should introduce ourselves. And he's like, oh, my name is this. I'm this years old, blah, 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 blah. Oh, wow. So he's trying to be friendly. I, I couldn't dude, do that. This kid is unreal. At seven years old, I'm a mute. Dude, at 25, I'm still a mute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 25, I'm walking away. Dude, what the hell, dude? This kid's, I love it. Yeah, exactly. Optic confidence. Confident, but that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to like be nice, be friendly, but he shot with the wrong language. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if he then whipped out like fluent Japanese yeah, as well. I see Japanese. Oh, do you? <laughs> Konnichiwa. I wonder what she would have said. That would have been funny. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, the tangent, my one of that is the Paris ones. Oh, that's the ones that annoyed me because there's so many. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With like light up Eiffel Towers, yeah. Eiffel Tower keychains, fucking Prada, Louis Vuitton. Dude. They have the gnarliest like the, merchandise. The, the fuck is that? Throw that thing up in the air. To throw the thing up, like that the light up thing, thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think their tactics, they throw it so it lands near you. Oh, so maybe you pick it up, whatever it you get interested. Or they look for the people that are like looking up. Yeah, okay. Their target is. Do they, are, is there like a school for this? Is there like a TAFE or something? Hustlers University, Hustlers. Mate. Dude, I want to know where they get their sales oh, tactics There's something at Paris as well. You know what that reminds me of? You know, yeah. the, um, a couple of weeks ago we were at Bella Vista Hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have that, um, you stand at the podium and the camera goes around you. Bro, someone had a portable version of that. Yeah. At the Eiffel Tower. I've seen a TikTok of that. Yeah. I thought it was just like a gimmick, but you reckon that's there full time. That's his hustle. He brings the whole thing. You stand, where you stand on the platform and the camera like spins around you 360 view. He had that. Oh, that's unreal. Dude, that is unreal. How much do you have to pay for that? Oh, no, I don't go near it because then I feel like I'm going to get caught. Yeah, that, that's true. Dude. My favorite hustle though, last side tangent, the guys with the roses. Dude, the roses guys are actually, so I've got a funny story. So we're in Barcelona. It was me and Glade only. So two guys and we were sitting at a restaurant and the roses guy came over and like all around us was just couples. And he like offered it to all of them. He looks at us. Like he kind of started walking towards us and he's just like, nah. Even he knew like it's not even worth it. Two blokes, there's no chance. My favorite thing, cause this happened to us and I've seen it happen to a lot of people around us. 
their, their tactics. Yeah. What they do is obviously they go up to you with a normal hustle. Do you want some roses? And they raise you a little. You know, your, your partner would love a rose. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's so yeah, romantic. Yeah. They guilt you into it. Whatever. And they're fine. You say no. And they, they do the, oh, you know what? End of the, he can have one for free. Oh. And then they give it to your partner. And of course, you know, you're at the Eiffel Tower, you're wherever. Your, your miss is always like, oh, this is great. And then you start walking away and then he goes up to you, taps you on the shoulder. It's like, come on, just a little brother. Yeah. Like yeah. just, just a little. And then that's where I, you have, have the to. rose out of her hands. Here you go, mate. Fuck off. Oh, you give it back. Yeah. I'm not going to get hustled. Yeah, I'm not yeah, going to, yeah, yeah. I don't want to pay for it. I'm not going to get hustled into paying yeah, for it. Yeah. But that would probably that, work on everyone though. And then I've seen that happen to so many people. Like, but there's a, in um Venice, especially of course. Right. Yeah. There was a guy happened. Same thing, right? No, we're not interested, whatever. And then gives it to the uh, his wife or his girlfriend. Here you go. They start, they're all like, oh, thank you, thank you. And then he pretends to walk away. And then once you walk away as well, he comes back up to you. He's like, oh, come on, brother, just a little. And they ask you like 10 euro, five euro, whatever. 10 euro. And then this guy just yeah, gets the roses, gives it back. Like, yeah. no, we're not interested, thank you. And then you can tell he's looking for his next target. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They move on quickly. That's, a, that's the unreal hustleness. That, yeah, we were sitting in London, like having dinner and we were sitting like this restaurant, they had like an outdoor area. So we were sitting outside and like, there was like a walkway. So people were walking by. This one rose guy came across three times. He walked once past and then on the way back. And then again, every single time he tried to sell us the rose. I'm like, bro, no, stop. <laughs> Numbers game, man. You gotta try. And then this other guy came and then he's like, do you want, I forgot what it was. It was like some like little like toy thing. Yeah. Like same place, like so like maybe five minutes after the rose guy and he's like, oh, do you want like uh, maybe one of those whirly things? We're like, nah, man, I'm having dinner. I don't really want to play with the whirly thing now. So like, no. And he's like, all right, then do you want some cigarettes? Like, bro, how do you, how is that your two things that you're, how is that your hustle? Either a toy <laughs> or your cigarettes. In, your inventory, bro. <laughs> That's, bro, man, you need to talk to your manager or something. These you're are branding, the worst man. products, man. <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was a no to both for the, both of those. Yeah. Um, Speaking of getting offered free stuff, dude, again, when it was just the fellas, we were in, especially it was in Portugal and in Spain, left, right and center, bro. We were getting offered narcotics on the street. Just do these shady blokes come out of the shadows as we're walking at night and be like, hey bro, you want some cook, cook? I'm like, no man, not from you. No, not right now. Yeah, not right, come, come see me later. <laughs> nah, but like, dude, and then one guy, especially he tried, it's like so many guys offered him. We're like, nah, man, like I'm good. And then one guy, he's like, oh, I'll give you some free samples. And then if you like it, you can buy more. You can buy some. So the the first people wasn't free. They were just selling. They were just selling. Right. And this guy's like, I'll give you a free one. I'm like, bro, how shit is your product that you have to <laughs> give it away for free? <laughs> Dude, like I reckon if we took it, we would have died then and there, man. Like you, Lace, if you had, God knows yeah, what. God knows what. But obviously I reckon people probably take it, right? Man, that's a classic marketing trick, free samples. Yeah, dude, like, try no before, way. Try man. before you buy. Like I wasn't gonna buy any. And the fact that you're offering for free, dude, I'm running the other way, man. Fuck that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. Anyway, so back to the original story. <laughs> I forgot where we were. I, I, I remember. So back, I got one more Liverpool yarn. So we had a, we were there for two days. And then the next morning we had like an early morning, 5 a.m. flight to Portugal. And it was in Manchester airport. I remember now, cause you mentioned Manchester. So I wanted to bring up Manchester airport. Lovely. Um, so Liverpool to Manchester, um, we were originally gonna take a train. So it's like an hour train, but 
the way it worked was, and this might have been silly planning on my end. We're like, we'll get a tra- so the flight. Flight was five. The earliest train or the last train, whichever way you want to look at it, to Manchester was at midnight. So hour you get there one a.m. and then from the train station to the airport maybe half an hour. So you're gonna get to the airport at one thirty, and then you just gotta wait a bit and then you can go check into your flight. Fair, fair. So that's what we're gonna do. Um, by like eight o'clock we were exhausted. Nine o'clock, we're like, fuck this, like. We can't do a train. So we looked up an Uber. So an Uber was only 40 minutes, obviously a lot more expensive. But what we could do was we could set, you can schedule an Uber. Yeah. So you can schedule an Uber like to come at a certain time and then it guarantees it. Yeah. Because so, obviously the alternative is, it, alternative is we sleep, we get up at three and see if we can try and book an Uber then and yeah. there. But there's no guarantee. Who knows how many Ubers are right driving around Liverpool at that air, at that time. And firstly- In your area. No in way. your area. And secondly, how many of them would be bothered to drive to Manchester? Yeah, fair. So we, we scheduled it and then it confirmed. So beautiful. So we slept a few hours, we get up. And so we scheduled for 3.30. We set our alarm for 3.15 cause we're like, we're just, we would have packed, we already packed. We're like, we literally need to get up, maybe brush our teeth and just fuck off. Yeah. So 3.15, we wake up. And then Glade booked it on his phone and he checked at 3.12, he had a message from the driver saying, I'm outside. Like, Bruh, all right. A little early. <laughs> 20 minutes early. So then Glade, Glade responds saying, all right, thanks mate. We'll be out soon. So anyway, we start getting ready. I think we went out, we got out the door maybe 3.25. So what, 15 minutes, 13 minutes. Yeah. So Glade went out first. I was coming in behind him and then this dude, this was so random. So I was going down the stairs of this little hostel thingy. Yeah. At the same time, one guy in the uh, like room below us was going back from the bathroom to his room. And he obviously sees us walking with that baggage. He's like, are you guys going to the airport? And I stop and I'm like, yeah. He's like, you mind if I come with you guys? And I'm just like, uh, and this guy was wearing like a Liverpool jersey. Right. So, so he obviously one, went to the game as well. One of he's, he's one of us. And I'm like, oh, okay, but we're going to Manchester airport. And I'm so happy I said that because like, oh shit, now nah, I've got to go to Liverpool airport. And I'm like, thank God. Because alternatively, like if he did what had come to Manchester, like what was he going to do? Like we were literally about to leave. <laughs> we needed to go. Cause like we were cutting it fine with our yeah. flight anyway. And he would have to pack. You would have to, God knows. Dude, I'm like, bro, what was your plan? <laughs> like, he has no plan, mate. He's up at three, <laughs> going to the bathroom with no way to get to the airport seemingly. He has no plan. Dude, that guy was the most vibes guy I've met in my life and the yeah. most opportunistic guy I've ever met. So anyway, I got held up by him and I go down and then I see Glade like kind of talking to the driver. Yeah. And then I didn't hear what they were saying, but eventually like they put the, the bags into the back and we, we go off. And this guy is like driving at like 150, 160 kilometers down the highway. 3am, no cars. Dude, no cars. We do. It was like a 40 minute drive. We got there in 30 minutes. This guy was a legend. And he was like a, he was one of my brothers. I think he was a Pakistani bloke. Yeah. Good lad. And so I think what happens was if you, for example, so cause we scheduled it to Manchester, they find a driver in Manchester. So all they have to do is drive and then drive back and then they're already home. Yeah. Fair. Rather than someone from Liverpool driving drive and then come back. back. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, he dropped us off and there was no words. The entire trip, silence. complete silence. I like that. I, I, I thought it was great. So we get out. And then we get out and we get, like walk towards the terminal. And then Glade's like, bro, he's like, dude, that guy was a dick. What? And I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? And then apparently what had happened was, so Glade message will be out soon. We go down there maybe 325. 
the guy looks at Glad. He says, mate, you said soon. It's been 10 minutes. <laughs> Glad just looked at him. He was like, bro, we scheduled you for 3.30. You came early. That's not my fault. So immediately tense. That's fair. And then this guy was driving like an Audi A4. So a very nice car. And so they were trying to put the bags in the back and Glad was about to like chuck the, his bag into the boot. The guy's like, oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Don't scratch my car. And so he wanted to do it himself. And so very, very tense between the two. And then I come, you know, bundling around the corner and then apparently he saw me and he kind of eased up a bit. So he saw another brother and he's like, all right. You well, have to take two, two of my kind. Exactly. So he's like, all right, there's a brother here. And apparently he eased up after that. Cause then he, cause he just let me chuck my bag in there by myself. He took glades and put it in there, but mine, man, I just fucking yeeted in there. Didn't have to worry about scratching anything. Discrimination potentially. Potentially. Fire, fire, uh, grounds for reporting potentially. No, look, I, I had to talk him out of it. <laughs> he was a good lad. He might've been driving a bit fast, but he got us there in a timely manner. Um, so that was our run in with the Uber driver at 3 a.m. I got to say with the rest of Europe though, a couple of gripes I got. Go a couple on. of gripes. I'll, I'll run you through them. I'll see if I have those, gri- I have those gripes as well. First and foremost. Okay, so I got three gripes. What, two are with European people in general. And one is with another group of people who I ran into in Europe. So first gripe with the Europeans. Dude, they're pretty lazy, man. I don't know about you, but they, there's no, there was no sense of urgency across- In what way? Dude, anytime we went for like a lunch or dinner, it was always a laborious endeavor. I, look, Italy, I get the whole idea of, cause we were in Tuscany and the whole idea is if you go for a meal, it's meant to be an experience. So like a meal could take upwards of two hours from start to finish. Sure. In Australia, right? If we go for a meal, maybe an hour, hour and a half. And that's, you know, that's even pushing it. Pushing it, yeah. Dude, in all parts of Europe, you know, you get your entree. Then you're waiting maybe half an hour for your mains and then your mains come out. And then you're waiting another half an hour for your dessert. And like to get to even get the attention of a waiter as well was sometimes too hard of a task. I'll agree with that part. You know, some there was this, a lot of the waiters were just doing their own thing. Doing their own thing, yeah, yeah, Kicking yeah. at the back or in the front even. Yeah. With God knows who. Yeah. But I don't know, where were you in? I didn't, I don't think I experienced this. Dude, I'm telling you, it was so many service. times where it was just like, to Italy especially, man, it just, I think maybe because we were hungry at times, like it just were seemed eating, like a lot we're, longer. We're eating at what tier, you know, cheap, mid-tier, no, expensive. Like, I would say mid-tier for most of it. Mid-tier. And even the expensive ones, like it took time, but mid-tier definitely. But expensive ones you can expect. I expect, exactly. You know, That's why I won't complain about those well. ones. Mid-tier, dude. Mid-tier, I, I think it was timely. Nah, man, not, not, not where we were. Were you going to like places that someone found on Instagram or TikTok that were like, Super busy. Well, no, we were doing, well, there was maybe a bit of that, but most of it we were doing based off Google reviews. Yeah, I so we're looking did, up the highest reviews. Yeah, I did the same. Google reviews plus a couple of TikTok ones. I, service wouldn't have come to mind. Speed of service. Nah, dude, there was, and there were so many places like where we went where, where like in service industries, where for example, in the higher car place, right? There was maybe five people in that little office, five of them, right? Only one person was serving customers. The other four people were just standing behind on their phones. And the thing is, right, we already filled all the details online before we went, but they were still asking for all those details again when we get there. So like, what the fuck was the point of doing any of that online before? So, so yeah, like that, that sort of stuff where like, dude, why do you need six of you in here when only one of you is actually doing any kind of productive work? So now you know how the customers felt when you worked at Vodafone. That's different though, bro. That was, <laughs> How's that different? I was doing it out of spite. These guys <laughs> just seemed like they didn't like, it just seemed incompetent. Yeah. No, I think it's it's definitely more laid back than Australia 
America in terms of you know speed of service and all of that. For sure, man. Um, and definitely- And maybe that's wrong with us, our culture. Exactly, maybe we're a bit too much. These bloody Spanish people taking siestas and stuff. Maybe I respect we need that. to. We need siestas, bro. Maybe love. ease up half our population. No, that is true, but I don't know. That, that was something that just kind of irked yeah, me. Yeah, I remember a restaurant I went to in Venice, bro. The guy, because like the tourist places, they will greet you at the door because they want you. Yeah. Right? Whereas I went to a place, brother just saw us, but he was just kicking at the back. You want us to come to you, brother? You come to us. Yeah, Get right. Get our okay. business, mate. Because it's like when you look at the menu and at the front door, that clearly shows- That you're interested, yeah. Give me a little sun, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this guy kicking back, whatever. Whatever, it's fine. Actually, there was another one in terms of like the speed of service. Like there was one restaurant we went to. So we did like a boat tour and split. And so like you go to like different islands and like different towns. And then the last town we went to, like before we went back to split, we had maybe half an hour. So we went and then we're like, oh, let's give you a little bit of food. So we ordered like, literally all we ordered was like fried calamari. And we went to this restaurant. There was only one other customer there. So we had like maybe 25 minutes. Like, all right, surely it'll come out. Do we waiting five minutes, 10 minutes pass, 15 minutes pass, still nothing. Like the boat's literally about to leave without us. So we had to say like, dude, what is happening? He's like, oh, sorry, we'll go talk to the chef. Another five minutes, nothing. In the end, it came out literally with like two minutes to go. And we're like, dude, can you just pack this? Like put it in the takeaway. So brother had to take it back and that took another fucking two oh minutes. Came back in the takeaway. I went to run to make it back to the ship. 25 oh. minutes for fried calamari. Man. At what Come point on. there do you, one, follow up, like ask what's going on. And two, at what point do you cancel it? Mm. We were the, I think there was talks of canceling it, but we were all pretty hungry. And how I'm glad was, we didn't because the food was, the was fucking good. How far was the boat? Uh, it was like a, with brisk walking slash almost a light jog. It was like a two minute, three minute. So it was close, it was close-ish, but it was the fact that it was a boat tour with other people and we don't want to make other people wait for us. Yeah. So it was like that that whole thing. Yeah, um, right. yeah so I don't know, man. I, I found it like not not the quickest service, I will yeah, I say. Think, yeah, with like five minutes left, I'm saying can it, brother. Yeah, 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 probably. I'm leaving, get me out. But I think they brought it just maybe with five minutes to go. So then, but then we had to ask them to put it into yeah. a takeaway. So yeah, yeah, maybe the laziness of Europeans is what we'll put that under. Second one I have is the rudeness of Europeans. And I'm interested in what you think, because you went to France. Yeah. Notoriously rude people. Yeah. Um, didn't know that. I think my first experience when I got to to old Paris. Yeah. Is, um, like at the airport, it was right. Because we didn't know a way around to so we were asking like people that worked at the airport, like where to go, whatever. That was yeah. fine. One of them even complimented my missus about her fit. So okay. there you go. It's off to a nice start. The guy that um drove us to the to the hotel was a was a Chinese fellow. So oh, wow, okay. my missus was comfortable. Um so was I actually. I was very comfortable. <laughs> um but then when we got to the hotel, we go in. I don't know if it's rudeness, but it's very direct. Direct. I think it's I directness. was about to say it's the directness. It's directness. They ask what they need. They yeah. ask they Blunt. It's the tone of it. It's very blunt. It's yeah. transactional. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. like that. And uh, then this trip has made me because people always say, or people say, like Australians are the friendliest. You know, you know Australia is a very friendly country. It's a very yeah. friendly culture. And living here, sometimes I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah, sometimes there are like, a lot dude, of there are a lot of fuckwits. If here. you walk around in the city, like in Sydney, you'll be like, fuck, some of these people here are actually got to rot up their ass. Yeah, but you know, going overseas, going, give yeah. that perspective that you know what, it's it's actually pretty good here. Yeah, it is. Because when you go to a cafe. They, they love to have you there. Smiling, yeah, exactly, exactly. Have a bit of chat. Yeah. You know, it's like you're talking to someone like a mate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas there, it's very transactional. It's like, 
give me your passport. It's business only. Yeah, give me your passport. How many nights? You need to pay this. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. It's very- That's how it is. And maybe the language barrier as well, potentially. Yeah, it's a bit hard. I was going to ask that. Did you, you know, we did French in year seven in Europe. Did you go to France? No, you didn't. Uh, not in this trip, but I did a few years ago. Well, in, a few years ago, we did French in year seven, yeah. right? Did you try and- No. No, because I, well, firstly, I attended French classes for those two years. I didn't do much learning. Um, so let's put that there. And then secondly, like that was what, 10 years ago almost. So I didn't remember a lot of it. And I just didn't want to make an ass of myself. I'm not talking, I'm not talking full, like full blown conversations. Like, like a having, je m'appelle. Yeah, like, no, like a bonjour. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. With stuff like that, yeah, I was big on that. On this, like in you know, in, a, in Italy, did you try it in Italy? Uh, buongiorno. Absolutely, buongiorno. Uh, fuck all the in What's Portugal and Spain. A lot of uh, obrigado in Portugal. Obrigado. Thank you, obrigado. Por favor. Uh, hola. Hola. Si. So that. So yeah, that, like those kind of like your pleases and thank yous yeah. and yeses and hellos. Show you're trying. To show you're trying those ones, absolutely. But yeah, nothing more than like, I wasn't trying to speak sentences in yeah, fucking no Croatian way. No or way, anything, man. Right? No way. No. Um, yeah, so yeah, I did like the pleasantries, but not yeah. nothing more than that. Maybe a little, yeah, anyway, going back to maybe a little language barrier, maybe they just don't like tourists. Because a lot of things nowadays about too well, many the entire tourists. economy is built off tourism. Over tourism in France, especially. Oh, I did saying. read, I saw, I think I saw an article on that. Yeah, some, some, something on the Daily Oz I saw. I saw. Some, yeah, some malarkey like that. <laughs> I don't know. But maybe, ah, uh, yeah, no, I think it's just a different culture. I think it is a different culture, but because the, what happened to us in, in Greece, the, this one was the one that irked me. So we wanted to go to, so yeah, in Mykonos, there's like a whole bunch of like, there's like, it's sort of like Bali, right? There's like beach clubs and stuff yeah. like that. So, Beach clubs, typically you go there during the day, see sunset, blah, blah, blah. So there's one called Tropicana. And so- Is that a juice? It is, you're right. Anyways, whatever. Anyway, thank you for that. Um, so it's called Tropicana and it was like maybe 20 minute, 25 minute drive. And so we had to, and there's no public transport in Mikulun. There is, there's buses, but it's very hard to get. You have to basically get a taxi everywhere. Yeah. Um, and the Ubers are almost impossible to get. Sure. So we had to get a taxi and we had to get it through the hotel. So me and my missus went to go talk to the like reception area and we, we were talking to the lady who saw, organizes all the mm. uh, taxi and transfers and all that. So I go up to her and I'm like, oh, hey, can we get a taxi to Tropicana? And she's like, oh, Tropicana, Tropicana. Yeah, Indian Palace, Indian Palace restaurant, really good, you should go. And I'm like, I'm like, sorry, maybe I'm speaking, maybe my accent's a bit hard, but no, no, Tropicana Beach Club. She's like, yeah, 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 Indian Palace, really famous, really good food, you guys will like it. That's fucked. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, no, no, you're, you're misunderstanding me. We want to go to the Tropicana Beach Club. And around this was around about 8.39-ish. So sunset had just finished. So she said to us, why do you guys want to go there? And I'm like, to go to the beach club. And she's like, it's past sunset. It's all closed. Why, why, there's, there's nothing there for you. <laughs> and I'm like, well, even if there isn't, what's it to you? I still want to go. Yeah, let me go, man. And then she's like, oh, I'm trying to protect you. And I'm like, protect you? Am I about to get rolled if I go over there? Is that like a dodgy part of town? She's like, no, I don't want you guys to spend, cause it was 45 euros one way. Yeah. She's like, I don't want you guys to spend 90 euros to go and come back and do nothing. And I'm like, and while she was talking, like my missus looked it up on the phone and she's like Tropicana and she showed it to me and we showed it to her. It's like, it says it closes at 1 AM. Cause it's a beach club, right? So it turns into an actual club. Yeah. 
So we're like, and she's like, oh, okay. You know, I haven't been in 10 years. So maybe it's right. And we're like, anyway, whatever. Just get shut, us a taxi. Shut the fuck up. I'm, I'm done with this conversation. Order me the taxi. So, so she orders it and then she gives us a little slip. So go, go show this to the reception. I'll add it to your room or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, and we're about to walk out. And she's like, do you mind when you go there, if it's still open, can you take a video for me and show me when you come back? And I'm like, yeah, whatever. All right. What the fuck? So I go, so my missus and like Glad and his missus were sitting to the other side. So like she went to go sit with them and I went to the reception to sort out the payment. And then I think in the time she had filled them in on what had happened, like this whole malarkey. Mm-hmm. Um, so I go back to sit down and then I'm just like, what the fuck? That was one of the weirdest thing that's ever happened. Yeah. Um, and then like literally two minutes later, the lady comes back to us and she's like, oh, okay. Yep. Your taxi's on the way. It'll be here in five minutes. Indian Palace, really good restaurant. I highly recommend. You guys will love it. And Glaze Miss is just like immediately. She's like, "Why do you keep telling us to go to the Indian Palace restaurant?" And she's like, "You guys are Indian, right?" Mind you, Glade famously not Indian. Me famously not Indian, and his Miss is also not Indian. There was only one Indian out of four of us. And she's not like, "Racial, because you and Glaze Misses are brown." Yes. So she's just assumed. Yes. Three of the four are Indian. Pretty much. So she's like, oh yeah, all the Indian people who come here go there. It's really good. It's really famous. And then she's like, you need to stop doing that. You can't just assume because they're brown, people are Indian and therefore they want to go. You guys said? Yeah, that's what um, Glaze Mr. said. And then she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I didn't mean it like that. I just thought you would be, you'd like it. And then she's like, well, don't. We don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we, we go and obviously fucking Google's not wrong. This club was fucking pumping. There was yeah. heaps of people, everyone dancing on tables. No danger of it closing. But I will say when we got there, there was a massive sign for Indian Palace Restaurant and it seemed pretty popular. So- Did you go? No, we didn't go. Of course we didn't go. <laughs> that means she would have won. But- It could have been really good, really popular. And so yeah, that led to a lot of discussion in the taxi there. Like, was she being racist? Was she being rude? Was it the directness? Was it just general ignorance? Cause she did say a lot of Indian people go there. So maybe she just put two and two together. I think, um, was she very apologetic when Glades Miss was like, don't do that? Kinda. I would say on a scale of one to 10, maybe a four on apologetic. She wasn't. No, not that much. So she's <laughs> I will say it outright because I get it, right? I, and I will allow for it if someone recommends me maybe a Chinese restaurant. I'll allow yeah. once. Yeah. When I tell you shut the fuck up and yeah, I don't want to go to Chinese go, restaurant. Just let it go. I understand. Exactly. I understand. Cause that comes, you can recommend me anything. I tell you, I'm not interested. Yeah. Let it go. Right? Yeah. No need for this, these racial undertones as well. Piss off. So that was that was probably the f- only time, well, apart from the guys saying me how to glad, but that was really like the only time we got properly racially abused, I reckon. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Do I, I, I can't remember any yeah, racial that, incidents. But I only remember that one because it was just so aggressive aggr- and blatant. That's aggressive, that's yeah. aggressive, yeah. Um, but apart from that, like in terms of general rudeness, yeah, just a lot of, I think, I think you're right. It is the directness, but I think also there's, there, there is a sense of, especially again, going back to like going to restaurants or going to places like there is a, I feel like there's a reluctance from them to help you. Yeah. I feel like there's a bit of standoffishness from them. And maybe you're right. Maybe it is just the sick of tourists. I think it's just like, I think it's just a cultural thing to be honest. Yeah. I think we have high expectations of, um, service. Well, there, there was another, there was another incident we had in Florence where it was a, it was a fucking hot day that day as well. And we, we walked past this place and we saw they're doing fresh orange juice. Yeah. So we walk in um, and it was beautifully air conditioned. So we go, we order two fresh orange juice and then we go to sit down and then literally the, the manager or the owner is like, 
are you guys eating in or taking away? And we're like, oh, take away. And he's like, all right, then you can't sit. Sitting is only for eating in customers. I'm like, bro, we just ordered, bro. Allow yeah. it. We're just waiting for our drink. So anyway, she puts like these oranges into this massive machine. And then we see like, she's loading up the oranges and like, she's fucking cranking it. And like, it's yeah. squeezing all the oranges. And then what, so she, like, it, it was like the, the juice was ready. And then she was get, picking up these massive like plastic cups to put it into. I'm like, beautiful. But then as she was doing that, again, the same manager like taps her on the shoulder and points at like these tiny ass fucking coffee cups. Basically to say, don't put in the plastic, put in the coffee cups. Yeah. So she puts, we, she's doing it right in front of us. She like puts the plastic cup down. She gets the coffee cups. She feels one, she feels the second, she feels a third. That's how much juice there was. But obviously she, we only ordered two. So she drank the third one herself. And then she puts the two in front of us. And we we're just looking like, what the fuck are you doing? And then anyway, like whatever, fine. Like the guy's like, all right, eight euros. So I'm like, I was, yeah. I was taking out my phone to pay. And he's like, no, nah, cash only. And then all hell broke loose. Like we were started to argue. And then Glade like starts pointing aggressively behind the manager. He turns around on a massive like poster that says, we accept Visa, MasterCard, Amex. And the guy's like, dude, like you take card, just fucking take our card. He's like, nah, card, cash only. So like, all right, yeah, yeah, we'll go to the ATM. We're gonna go get some cash. Man, we just started walking Man, away. Don't come back, bro. Don't so I was like, come back. I was on the street. I was looking, and the manager's like, full like giving us one, like giving us the bird, is like full yelling at us, and we just walked what away. The fuck is this place, bro? So yeah, the the cash only thing as well kind of irked me in some of the places, but I feel like more more places than expected took card. I expected it heavily need cash. I don't know why. Uh, I also thought so too. I think it was mo it was mostly fine, but in Croatia, a lot of the places took cash because apparently the tax rate in Croatia is fucking like. Yeah. 40 or 50 percent fair enough so everywhere we had to like a lot of the places we had to take cash so yeah rudeness of europeans um my last one something near and dear to you as well this is not european this is people that i saw in europe. in europe in europe american tourists fucking hell i reckon in if we're tier listing i reckon the worst groups of people in the world like you have your nazis you know people who supported, you know, Mussolini maybe. Number three up there, fucking American tourists. Not all of you, but a lot of you. The problem is when there's 300 million of them, Always if we said day. even 1%, like even if we say, yeah, if we said 1% of them are bad tourists, that's still 3 million people, bro. It's just a common theme, man. Dude, they're loud, they're abrasive, they're obnoxious, they're ignorant. They're just, honestly, all the worst traits, they're disrespectful. Uh, I've got a couple of stories. So like, dude, we were, at, we're in the Anne Frank house, probably the most, one of the most sobering places you could be in the world. Yeah. A place of like quiet reflection, yeah. introspection. So like we were walking through in like this tiny like bedrooms where they lived for like a year or two, like tiny ass, like um, walkways, like everything was like very, like it just felt very claustrophobic. And you're just sitting there like, how the hell did these guys? And like one of the things was like, they couldn't, because they lived there 24-7. They lived on top of like a, I think it was like a warehouse or a factory. So there was workers underneath. So during the day in working hours, they couldn't make any noise. They couldn't use the toilet. They couldn't use the sink because any kind of running water would obviously make a sound and they would know there were people upstairs. Yeah. They couldn't move. They had to move very quietly. They couldn't talk for like eight, nine hours a day. So you're just sitting there, you're walking through and you're like, what the fuck? How do they do? Like, this is insane. Yeah. And so we were going through and then, like it's very quiet. It's actually dead quiet in there. Everyone's like reading the stuff. Everyone's just like, like paying respect. 
these two American, and I'm going to say it, like we, we normally don't say these words on the podcast, but two American like so loud and like they were whispering, but it was like that loud whispering. Yeah. And the guy said, they actually had quite a lot of room up here. Brother, fuck off. And I just like looked at these two fuckwits and I'm like, bro, are you fucking serious right now? Dude, and they just kept talking the entire way through. And I honestly wanted to just throw a punch at these yeah. two fucking idiots. You know what it is about American tourists? I've learned a lot about too many Americans' lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my I God. I don't need to fucking hear everything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, for example, there'll be a family. This is just an example. This is a family, right? They're walking and they're talking about fucking cousin Mary back home. But it's so loud. <laughs> bro, I'm like five <laughs> meters away. And they're like, oh yeah, cousin Mary has her wedding on Sunday. Are you going to go? And they're like, and they give the whole life story. Oh, I'm not gonna go because oh, my fucking left leg is a bit this, this, this. Like, shut the fuck up. I don't need to. The whole Dude. Of fucking Paris does not need to hear. Dude, this. it's it's insane. Yeah. And had- then one was I was at in Rome, right? I was eating at a Chinese restaurant in Rome. Whatever. Yeah, beautiful. Besides the point, I was seeing outside because you know in in Europe a lot of places love outside seating. Yeah. There's also inside seating, right? This place is pretty popular, so I'm sitting outside let's say 7 p.m. So slightly busy. And then there was a line for this place. And then there were people sitting inside and it's wasn't like an open restaurant. There's only one door to go in and out. Right? Yeah. Um, and this fucking American family were inside by the door and I could hear the whole fucking Thanksgiving plans, bro. Oh my like God. shut the fuck up. Thanksgiving, that's like five months away as well. I could hear like, I she was like, I don't know what I'm going to do about Thanksgiving. I'm normally with you, but I'm normally with you. And I'm like, how can I hear this conversation? Like, Dude. I can't even hear the conversation of like the family that's like two seats away from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why can I hear you that's all the way inside and I'm on the edge of the outside seating? And you know what's the worst? Like when one American tourist meets another American tourist and then they start talking about some American shit. <laughs> like, where are you from? I'm from Wisconsin. Oh my God, I'm from Kansas. I'm like, Dude, I don't give a fuck where you're from. Dude, like, there was- this is the thing, right? These are conversations you can have. I'm not. We're not hyping up, but why did the me rest as of us a person have, yeah. five meters, 10 meters away does not need to hear two minutes of this shit. Dude, and then like, there was, yeah, it was a similar thing where we, we had to line up somewhere and we were stuck, stuck behind Americans. And like in front of us was like a mother and her son. And then in front of that was just like this old guy. Yeah. Like they weren't related. And then like the mother was talking to the son and obviously like everyone could hear because it was fucking loud and you could hear the American accent. So then the guy in front turns around, he was American as well. And then that, everyone in the line could hear these fucking, like this guy talking to this woman about how that he used to live in, she used to live in New York, but now she had kids and you can't raise kids in New York. So they moved back to Wisconsin. I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck about any of this shit. They just shit. give too much detail. Way too much about, detail. About everything, right? Yeah. Even if you ask for like, for example, if a server's like, oh, what flavor gelato do you want? They'd be like, oh, like I, I like orange, but in 1997, I ate a bad orange and now I can't have orange and they'll go to the fucking next flavor. Dude, or just- cookies and cream, my cousin owns a fucking Oreo factory, some shit. Like, brother, we don't need to hear any of this. Dude, and the thing is, right? Like, it's so weird. Cause like we watch so much American TV movies, like YouTube, blah, 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 right? It's like there, if I watched it, like the, the accent, like it would, it would be normal to me. But to hear it in real life, out and about, it's just like, it's it makes my ear bleed. It's jarring. It's so jarring. And then there was one, this is the one that sticks out in my mind the most. I think it encapsulates everything, right? I was at the Coliseum. Yeah. Um, a lot of it is you're self-guided. You just yeah, go by yeah. yourself, you walk in, whatever. So I was with my yeah. missus, we had an audio guide or whatever. Yeah. Um, there were these two Americans, probably like six, 50, 60, uh, husband and wife. They're on a tour guide. They had a tour guide, just two of them. They're going about. Um, Obviously, I spotted them because I can hear them coming and going. Yeah, you hear them before you see them. Then I could hear them walking away. 
So I look because I'm curious. And the brother is wearing a never forget 9-11 shirt. <laughs> like, like, first of all, no one has forgotten. Oh like, my God. Yeah, cause you don't make us forget, bro. You I remind us every year. I could go out in the street, hundred people out of hundred will know what yeah, 9-11 exactly. is. And That's second of all, so we're funny. at the fucking Italian Coliseum. That's so Why is this funny. the place to wear? I never forget. Nine- and I had like the holographics of the Twin Towers. Oh, the, oh really? Yeah, the, the Twin, twin Towers, the Twin Towers. The holographics yeah. and shit. And it was like the sleeves were like American flags and like, it was a, it was a loud, a loud it was shirt. a loud shirt. <laughs> dude, that's, I'm glad, that's a very interesting observation, dude. Americans love to wear very American clothing. Like I yeah. saw a guy with like a American, like army, like paraphernalia. You see so many like baseball jerseys, basketball jerseys, like so many hats, like NFL yeah, team hats. The flag, you see the flag, the like flag so everywhere. That's, I, I had a similar one where, and this, maybe this is not that bad, but I think it was like at the end, it was actually the last day of our trip and I was pretty tired. And also we had to like, it was in, it was in Athens and we went up to the Acropolis. So you have to walk quite a bit up. Like it's a massive yeah. steep vertical. And then you have to buy tickets for it. So there was a ticket, um, like a t- little ticket center. There was five booths. And then maybe back to our point about lazy Europeans, five booths, but only one of them was open. <laughs> there was another one. So there was one that was open that said card only. There was another one that said cash only but the person probably fucked off for lunch or something or yeah. just didn't show up that day. So there was only one working um, booth and it was a massive line for us. So you had to line up in the fucking hot sun, no no shade. Yeah. So we lined up a bit. We get maybe three from the front. Then we get two from the front. Eventually we're right behind these two Americans and they're, they're, it was their turn to go buy tickets. It was like a husband and wife, I think. They go up and the- they like order the things like the tickets and then they're about to pay. And then the American woman says, do you guys take us dollars here? Fucking hell. Bro, then and there, I was ready to fucking throw a brick against her head, bro. Fucking hell. Firstly, it said card only you silly bitch. And secondly, why the fuck on the top of the Acropolis in the middle of Athens, Greece, would they take us dollars? Bro, they barely have euros. They're broke. Why would they take us dollars? <laughs> Jesus Christ, use your brain. It's just the lack of, what's the word? It's It's ignorance. It's ignorance. It's literally ignorance. Like they think the world revolves around America. It doesn't. There's 200 plus countries that don't fucking revolve around. Do you take US dollars, you stupid idiot? Silly, silly bitch. Yeah, look, the way I'll say it is at the start of the trip, I noticed very early on, a few days in, I told my missus, look, these Americans are really- they're harsh they my gr- vibe. They're harsh my vibe. They grind my gears, bro. And then she, obviously she is a pretty like accepting person. She's like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean <laughs> Americans, right? But then towards the end of the trip, she's like, I get what you mean. <laughs> it's like, it's that in your face. They're that in your face. And it's because there's so many of them everywhere you go, man. Look, and I understand we have a lot of American listeners. So, so this would have been a, lot, a really grating last 20 minutes to listen to or so. So I want to say no disrespect, but also a lot of disrespect to these people. Like, and, I, and we understand it's, it's, like- All we're saying is when you go overseas, when in Rome, do as the Romans. Yeah, just, just turn it down, like just like two or three pegs, just just a bit. Just not everyone needs to hear about Aunt Sue's yeah, Thanksgiving. Just, like it's fine. It's it's full on. So yeah, that was my third gripe, the, the American tourists. I remembered one more thing that I just wanted to say yeah, before we move on and end hood talk. You guys, I think you, we talked about this on the podcast a long time ago, those- Candy stores in London. Oh yeah, so the ones that, that are meant to be like scams. So I I saw many of them, and one in particular I saw, and it was like it was run by brothers, like my brothers, I think Indian yeah. or Pakistani guys, and they, dude, these things are a scam, man. 
So I walked in. I just wanted to see what what they sell. See what all the fuss is about. Dude, they're, they're selling lollies and it was stuff like maybe one pound for a hundred grams, like $2 for a gram, like whatever. That was like loose lollies. But then they have like actual package, like Kit Kats, like actual yeah. lollies. They're like selling like a pack of Kit Kats for 10 pounds or something. It's fucked. The, the kicker though, so they sold Prime there. Guess how much a bottle of Prime was? This is the UK though, because UK Prime prices are hyperinflated. But I think even for that, this was fucking expensive. Two million now. I won't do that to you. Um, how much is it here? $4.50? How much is resale there? Three pounds? Probably 10 pounds? 25 pounds. Fuck off. 50 AUD for a bottle of Prime. Or 500 milliliters of hydration. I think it's right. They didn't have the price. So I went in and I'm like, oh, brother, how much for the Prime? And he said, 25 pounds. And I immediately put it back on the shelf and just walked, walked back out. out. Yeah. Dude, 50 bucks. That is insane. So yeah, these you. these are 100% money laundering joints, dude. Who in their right mind is paying because, that kind of- Yeah, because I was thinking about it. We- I was thinking about this. We, I thought we ha- we kind of had this here. No, you know the dude. Easy Marts in the city, and there's there's one like in our local shopping center, like where I remember yeah. when we did the taste test American snacks. Yeah. Like we went and bought it from there, right? Yeah, so there is. Fair. And Kush was like, "Oh, this shit's." He went to go buy it. He's like, "Oh, this shit's expensive." Too fair to him. He got a whole bag, you know, maybe like fifty hundred bucks or whatever. But he got a lot of things. But we got a lot, yeah. Not fucking two bottles of Prime. Prime, exactly. Hundred bucks. But I was seeing like we have a lot of those convenience stores here in the city. Like the Easy Marts, yeah, they have a lot of like American candy and stuff, and I always think they're like expensive, but they're like slightly expensive. They're not what you're saying, ten pounds for a Kit Kat, exactly, dude. It's outrageous. They are, their money's getting laundered. So God knows where. Those things, they look cool though. It is a cool like little store, like nice, cool setup they have. But yeah, fuck. If anyone's buying from that, I I need. Could you spare me some cash? You <laughs> must have cash to burn. Yeah, fair. Alrighty, that brings us to the end of this yarn-filled episode. Believe it or not, I still have some more yarns and more gripes from Europe. Are so. we going to leave the Americans in this episode or is there- No, nah, no, nah, I'm done with my American rant. That's, they don't deserve more. They don't deserve more. So maybe there is, maybe there will be a Hood Talk part three. Who knows? Depends um, if more people show up next week. But hopefully we'll have a full- assortment next week and maybe a full reveal of the inner workings of what's been happening the last few weeks here at the studio. Maybe we'll see. So stay tuned for that. It is very exciting, but minor, where can people find us? Find us on, where can they find us? Instagram, TikTok for the socials. You can find us on YouTube. Um, All of our previous episodes, most of them are on video. So check those out. Spotify, Apple podcasts, any of your favorite podcast apps. I have a call out message us on Instagram. We'll see your favorite past guests. Maybe we'll, you know, give us your favorite guests and we'll, we'll reach out and try to get them back on. We will absolutely ignore anyone that says Dimitri though. I just want to put that out there. Oh, will we? Yeah, we will. We will. We will. He's the brother's uh, too busy with other things right yeah, now. He's, so he's, he's fighting the good fight. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's the good fight, but he's fighting a fight. He's fighting for Ukraine. Let's uh, be honest. Fair play. Uh, with all that, we'll see you guys next week, hopefully with some video. Goodbye. <laughs>